0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Joining us now is Andrew Hutchinson. He covers the Razorbacks for Hogbeat.com. That's the Rivals.com site up there in Arkansas. Andrew, obviously, you know, you look at Arkansas from a season ago. You look at them last Saturday night. I think the theme was improvement. They looked like a SEC football team, which is not something you could say about Arkansas in a lot of games last year. Just your overarching impressions of week one of the Sam Pittman era.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit it right there. I mean, we, we saw some uh, actual competence on the football field, uh, which is something that has been missing uh, under the previous regime with Chad Morris as the head coach. Uh, they're uh, now riding a twenty-game SEC losing streak. So uh, when when things are going that poorly, you, you kind of look for uh, any signs of any signs of life, really, and and. And I think you saw that against Georgia. That was a game that, uh, you know, I think the, the final spread on the game was like 28 points. Uh, so it was it was expected to be a game that Arkansas really didn't have a chance in. But for about two and a half quarters, they, they hung with Georgia, which is the top five team. So uh, really impressive. Really the, the most impressive uh, thing about the game was, was the way Arkansas' defense played. Arkansas is a year removed from having statistically the worst defense in school history, both in terms of uh, points allowed, yards allowed. Uh, so that, that was an area that I was really concerned was still going to struggle this year. But uh, with Barry Odom, the former Missouri coach as the defensive coordinator, uh, seemed to, to really do well. And, of course, Georgia's not you a know, super offensive team. It's definitely not a, a Mississippi State by any means. Uh, but still, what, what Arkansas did uh, defensively against Georgia was, was pretty impressive. Uh, you just hope they can, uh, you'd like to see a little bit more out of their, their offense, uh, left a little bit to be desired. Some of that I chalk it up to, to playing a, a, an elite defense uh, at, at Georgia, which is some consider maybe the best defense in the country. Uh, And probably the most disappointing aspect, it's not something that you hear uh, people talking about a lot, but it's special teams. Arkansas special teams was an absolute disaster, uh, basically in all facets. Uh, The the punting game was bad. The punt coverage, the kickoff coverage, it was uh, pretty much all bad uh, from just every perspective. So uh, you'd like to see a little bit more out of those areas. But the defense, certainly gave Arkansas fans some, some reason for hope in 2020.
0: Well, let's look at that defense then, because obviously and it, it's sort of weird on my end to hear somebody talk about Mississippi State being this, this powerful offense, but obviously that's what you saw last week against LSU. How does that Arkansas secondary shape up, and how how do they, will they look to defend uh, Mississippi State team that's going to want to throw the ball 50-plus times a game?
1: You know, I... I'm anxious to see how it matches up. Uh, the secondary is probably the position on the defense that I think has the most potential. Arkansas's recruited well there. They've got multiple four star guys. Uh, they've got a graduate transfer in Jerry Jacobs. Uh, he, he comes from Arkansas State, interestingly enough, and so he's uh, played well there uh, and had an okay game uh, against Georgia. Monteric Brown is the other starting corner who had a really good game against Georgia, uh, was one of the top-graded players by Pro Football Focus. Andy had an interception. Uh, you've got uh, some safeties uh, that are, are okay. Jalen Catalan, I think, is is a, a future superstar. He's a redshirt freshman, but former four-star guy. Uh, they actually started a former walk-on at the other safety spot in Simeon Blair, uh, but he actually had a really good game. Uh, but I expect Joe Fouché. he's a... a Two-year starter, I believe, at safety. He'll be back, uh, able to play more snaps uh, this week. He was a guy that didn't come back to practice until Thursday of uh, last week, so that's why he didn't get to start. Uh, but he played some. Uh, there's, a, there were a couple of cornerbacks uh, who are out, uh, presumably because of COVID nineteen. Uh, but they are expected to be back at practice this week. So it's going to be all hands on deck in the secondary. I'm interested to see how many of those guys are out on the field at one time. Uh, you know, Arkansas typically, its is base defense is, is in the nickel. So you have five DBs out there, but I'm wondering if they're going to be using a little bit more dime. Uh, maybe see some different linebackers out there. Some guys like, uh, you know, Deion Edwards is a guy that comes to mind. He's a. Outside linebacker for Arkansas, but he was recruited originally as a safety. So he has a little bit more speed. Uh, maybe you see him out there opposed to, uh, a Grant Morgan, who is the starting middle linebacker against Georgia, who is a very instinctual player, uh, has really good instincts, can, can make tackles and everything, but he's, no one's ever accused him of being very fast. So, uh, I'm interested to see what kind of the personnel looks like. Uh, for Arkansas's defense against Mississippi State, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Barry Odom draws up.
0: And then on the other side of the ball, you know Felipe Franks comes in. Again, you know he's he's a guy that when I've seen him play, I don't think he's going to lose you a lot of games. He, he he's very you know he's very solid and, and very calm under center. Raheem Boyd is one of the best players in the SEC, in my opinion. Do do you like Arkansas's chances of being able to run the ball successfully against this MSU defense?
1: I do. It was a little concerning how, how poorly they ran the ball against Georgia, but again, that was a an elite top of the line defense that Arkansas is probably not going to see again until you know maybe they play Alabama or something. So I think there's going to be a little bit more room to run uh, against the Mississippi State defense. Uh, you know, Mississippi State is not a you know they're they're not terrible by any means on defense. But they're not a Georgia, so I do expect Raheem Boyd to get involved. Uh, He's—they're he's, uh, making a concerted effort to get him the ball more in the passing game. Uh, he caught several passes against Georgia, he wasn't able to do a lot with it, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe he can get out in some space. Uh, you know, get out in the flats, maybe catch some passes there. Uh, Not—not going to be anything quite like uh, Kylan Hill, I don't think, but. Uh, he is a guy who is capable of doing that in addition to running between the tackles. And if, if there's a crease, which there weren't any creases against Georgia, but if there's a crease, he's a guy who could take it 50 or 60 yards to the house.
0: Who are the other playmakers to watch out for on this Arkansas offense?
1: Well, Traylon Burks is the guy that, that is, is probably the number one guy. I mean, he's, he's right up there with Rakeem Boyd, and may eventually be even better than Rakeem Boyd, uh, but as a receiver. Uh, he had 102 receiving yards against Georgia, seven catches. Both of those were career highs after a, a pretty solid true freshman year last year. He's a sophomore, uh, former four-star recruit. He comes from uh, Warren, Arkansas. It's a very small town in southern Arkansas that has produced uh, Jarius Wright, uh, Greg Childs, uh, Chris Gregg. Those are some names SEC fans will probably remember from Arkansas' glory days under Bobby Petrino uh, about a decade ago. Uh, so he's a guy that, that can can make plays. He's a guy that can go get 50-50 balls. He's also a guy that can, after he catches it, take it 50 yards to the house. Uh, just a, a really big, physical guy. I think he's like 6'3", 230. Uh, so he, he's probably your number one guy uh, that Mississippi State is going to need to game plan for outside of Rakeem Boyd because he's, he's a special talent that I think is going to be playing on Sunday, someday.
0: What's the offensive line look like for Arkansas?
1: It's a work in progress. Uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be a lot bigger than what Mississippi State saw last year. Uh, they, uh, with Sam Pittman being a, a former offensive line coach, uh, he's a guy that likes big guys, and, and I think the offensive line across the board, uh, the entire offensive line unit, averaged about. 15 extra pounds gained over the off season, with several of those guys gaining a lot. I mean, Ricky Stromberg is the guy who started uh, almost every game at left guard last, or right guard last year as a true freshman, listed at 266 pounds. Uh, you can't be 266 pounds and play guard in the SEC. Uh, he's now listed, I believe, around 310, 315. Uh, so much more like, a, he looks much more like an SEC lineman. He's now playing center. Uh, the left tackle minor in Cunningham, he kind of struggled against Georgia, uh, but he was a guy who was played at 290 last year left tackle. Now he's 325. Uh, so these are guys that have put on a lot of weight, uh, but again, it, it's still a work in progress, you know, one game into the, the Sam Pittman era. Uh, they they didn't get much. They didn't open up very many holes. Uh, they didn't give up a ton of sacks or anything. But Felipe Frank was definitely uh, definitely did have to move around in the pocket uh, against Georgia. But again, that's, that's a Georgia defensive line that's, that's pretty pretty good. So uh, I think the offensive line will be, will look better this week. But again, it it's still uh, still kind of getting things sorted out, uh, and I'm not sure if they're going to use the same five or if they may sub some guys in try to different try different pieces, but uh, I, I expect that unit to be a lot better by week ten than what it looks like uh, in week one and week two.
0: So, what's the game plan then for Arkansas this weekend? How do they try to take a victory here in Starkville?
1: I think it starts with the offense actually moving the ball and sustaining some drives. I mean, I talked about how great Arkansas's defense played against Georgia. Really, the the thing that just kind of Where, sorry, unraveling was in the third quarter when the defense was just on the field for way too many plays. I mean, they were on the field for 93, 95 plays, something like that. Uh, If you include special teams, I looked it up uh, on Pro Football Focus. Six of the 11 starters were on the field for uh, at least 87 snaps. And and that's just not a winning recipe, especially when you're going against an offense like Mississippi State that's going to put a lot of pressure on the secondary guys are going to be running a lot uh, so really the best way to, to defend that is going to be keep those guys on the sideline and that's going to require running the ball well uh, sustaining drives converting third down uh, that that's going to be just in, instrumental for arkansas to have any type of success this weekend is is being able to move the ball uh, on offense and then also on defense uh, they, they are getting some guys back in the secondary this week. Uh, I expect them to rotate a little bit more, keep guys a little bit fresher, uh, so that way they don't wear down. And then, uh, finally, the special team. They just have to be, they just have to be average, uh, cause they, they were just awful and that also helped, uh, or helped Georgia in the field position game. I mean, it seemed like Georgia was starting on the 40 or 50 pretty much every series. So, uh, gotta have, Uh, better special teams to play. But uh, I think the main key is is offense, the offense sustaining drives and and keeping the defense on the sidelines.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree with that. agree with that 100%. Thanks again, Andrew Hutchinson, Hogbeat.com. Appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us today. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.